Bienvenidos todos los chicos y las chicas al programa de Median Hanna. Ahora vamos a hablar de un tópico muy interesante. ¿Quieres? I was not let in on this introduction, sir. I, I'm ¿Quieres? not a part of the. You know, I should be the one saying this, though, looking at what I'm wearing. I Bien. The part. Fine, come, el come. tópico del día. Este es el tópico de. El patata. Did our ¿Listas? podcast like pick up somewhere in the world that you didn't care to clue me in on or something? I was trying to break the ice, so I was like, okay, you know, why not okay, do it in Spanish, okay. sure, man? No more. I'm gonna plan a way to break the ice next time. Do you understand a word I said though? Absolutely not. Not even el patata. I'm a unilingual. What can I say? Soon dos. Soon dos. Soon do. Welcome everybody to the Maddie and Hannah podcast. Yeah. And oh boy, do we got a very interesting topic for you today. This is officially my favorite day of the week. I can't tell you. I woke up at like 6 a.m. this morning and I was like, podcast It is. It's the funnest day of the week for us. And it is the uh, most coffee-filled day of the week and for us. We get to us, drink so the coffee. Yes. We get to drink. We made the mistake of drinking the tea last week. Yeah, and at the Moroccan tea in the previous episode, we were kind of like very mellow. We were like, I felt like, like hot. Like, I don't know what's in that tea, but I was like... In the clouds yeah, no, for that, yeah. but in like a good way. It's Morocco, baby. But I prefer the coffee, so ching ching. Ching ching, Hannah just got us these. Yeah. Here, mine's a prop, because I actually don't have any coffee. We just had a little <laughs> discourse downstairs because Medi refused to put his coffee. You have and coffee, the coffee cup, he's like, I need my Starbucks cup because this one mellows me out. I, for the purpose of not using plastic in the podcast. I know, I know. Take part Look, in I need to change this gradually, but for me, Drinking from a Starbucks cup when it's iced coffee. This is not even Starbucks coffee anymore, though. This is your second cup of coffee mm-hmm. that is not from Starbucks. Anymore. For me, it's it's all about the whole thing. You know, it's the symbol. But that one looks nice. This is only for warm. If I want to have warm coffee, yes, my, or cold my iced hot. coffee in there right now. I cannot drink iced when it's in a cup or in a mug. Mm. I can't. But anyways, oh no. Oh no. Lock your ears if that hurt you with Mitty touching the. Oh. Anyone out there is watching Peaky Blinders right now? We just started the. Is this the last season of Peaky Blinders? Yeah, last season. I'm a huge fan now, by Ooh, the way. Goody. Oh, goody. Mr. Mosley. If you know, you know. Mm. Anyway, we have such an exciting video planned for today. This is going to be kind of like our new segment that whenever we read a book together, we are going to do a book club. So today we're going to be talking about Atomic Habits by James Clear. This is a phenomenal book. I am not. What's video is not sponsored. I just love this book. No, well, so look, we're, we want to introduce this new kind of, uh, um, what's wrong with the microphone today? <laughs> okay, the microphone. We had a slight technical, technical difficulty. But we have returned to the podcast now. It's all goody. And it's all goody. Anyway, we were speaking about the new segment that we're going to start introducing. It's like our, oh, yeah. it's our own version of a book club, like whenever we finish a book. So exactly. It's, it's, that's not really a segment though, that's more like a, a special more episode. Like a feature? A special like a episode. Special episode. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a book club where uh, whenever we're going to be completing a, a book, Hannah's like almost every day you read a new book. I mean, it's yeah. more like once every like three months. I finally got him to read Atomic Covets, everybody. Yeah. I still didn't finish it though. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Medi is a crammer. I'm a crammer, okay? Uh, I finished the bulk of it. I finished like 95% of it, and it's all of the the most fundamental things they need to know. And the end was. Cramming a couple minutes before we started. That's how I am. I'm a crammer. This book is amazing. It's it's life changing. It really is. is. 
And we're going to talk about this because I want to speak right now about I know, it. I know, first, I know, I know. Let's, let's finish the introduction. Things. So that is the bulk of our video. We are talking about procrastination, how to fight it, and how we overcame it. But before we dive into that, we have a very special announcement. Actually, we're not filming one episode today. Oh, right, yes. We are filming two episodes. That's Our right. big announcement is we have launched a Patreon community. And once a month, we're going to be filming like an unhinged kind of like bonus episode. Bonus episode. Controver more, more controversial stuff. It's not going to be always controversial, it's but whenever we have. It's completely open. Yeah. It's just anything, throw it on the table. We can speak about it, no filter whatsoever. Yeah, we'd rather want a, our private community to know this and we don't want necessarily it to the go whole world public. To know it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So we're going to be spilling. Spilling? Spilling? Did I just say spilling? You said spilling. I said spilling. We're going to be spilling a very special episode after this for yeah. our Patreon community. So if you want to become a part of that or if you're interested in supporting the podcast, and mind you, like it's not the only thing you're going to get. You're also going to be able to become kind of a, like, I don't know, like a producer? A building a block. Yeah, like a building block. A like you're going to. A building. <laughs> you're going to become a building if you join the our building Patreon blocks. Community. The building blocks of our podcast, yeah. the part of the journey. To and suggest ideas. To suggest for the ideas to yeah, really sure. kind of interject your opinion and just help More to in grow touch the with podcast. Us. Yeah. yeah. Very in touch with us. So. That's going to be the second secret episode we're filming today, but that was our big announcement and we do have a new segment. We do actually, we do have a new segment. every time now, whenever we're going to start our podcast, yes. at the beginning of it, we're going to give out the highlights yeah, of so, our week. Da, 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 the highlights of the, week. of the week, baby. So yes. I want you to go first because I know you have something. Yeah, I've got a lot very, of Mehdi has been working on something massive. So It is massive. It's, it's insane. Uh, yeah, I'm working hours in the office for this thing. It's Believe crazy. me, I thought you forgot about the podcast yeah. for a minute, bruv. <laughs> We've also just watched Top That's why I've been so. cramming this because I've been spending a little bit too much time on yeah. uh, a project Which is of mine. fine. It's very exciting. So yeah. do tell. Do tell. I mean, for the past two weeks, I've been working on a collection that I've been uh, working on of uh, visual art, 3D modeling. I've picked up 3D modeling as like Yeah, like big time. Passion. He's I making donuts by the day. <laughs> Pristine donuts. From I might donuts add. to realistic lush forests. Yes, and orbs. Don't forget the orbs. Orbs, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, with a, this collection is going to be a, a mix of visual art, and I've always been in art. I've since a young kid, I've loved painting yeah. and drawing and stuff. I wasn't always necessarily the best, but it's something that was. It spoke to your heart. I loved though, it. So. Yeah, yeah. Since a very young kid, I actually have a picture. I'm not sure if you've seen it. I'm just like this blonde, bull uh, haircut. We did a paint and brush like this, and I have my paint like that. I'm like ten, no, ten, five. I haven't like, seen. I saw your. He has these like silks that you painted. Yeah, I used to paint a lot France, of silks, and they're still like hung everywhere in the house. In France, so, yeah, yeah. We used to yeah. sell them to my aunties. Well, we had good like dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they were amazing. My aunties are the best because they were like. They not they not only loved it but they wanted to support me so much and uh, and I've not really uh, been in the art world for for uh, a long time so now I'm diving back into it finding a way to mix my music musical art with it you know with the visual art so that's what the collection is that's what I've been working on it's uh, NFT an NFT collection yeah yeah I feel like this also perfectly merges like the two halves of you because on one side you're so like in touch with your artistic like nature-based side but then on it. the other hand you're like such a gamer you're such a tech guy yeah, like it it's so it like, literally merges together. the art with like the tech yes. aspect 
So yes, I mean I've got a secret secret plan that I'm working on, but I, I will spill it. Right, it's gonna be it's uh, this NFT collection is going to be um, in the future as well. There's going to be a collection of cards that are gonna have like it's gonna, gonna have a lot of gaming because I'm a huge geek. Uh, every single you know design that I make that has music and uh, the visual art, they're all going to have cards with certain powers to them. So like. You know, I love this. You could either play a game against each other, or you do not. It could be just a collectible. If for any of you gamers out there that have heard of Hearthstone, I Hearthstone, it's yeah, it's like, heavy influence. I've heard of that's it. For sure. yeah. We used to play together. We did, and it was fun. But it's amazing. I'm working. Like, every single piece takes me like a week to work on, and I've they got like a, long time, yeah. a whole library of songs that I produced since the age of like thirteen. You so know, so I'm like, don't forget about I know, I'm not forgetting a podcast, obviously, but like I'm building this huge library of my old song from 2010 all the way until now, really and then like doing the project, present yeah. music, yeah, the present music that I have, you know how good it is. Uh, yeah, we're gonna, yeah. it'll be its own, maybe we can reveal it, like a snippet of it one time in the future. But he's making my world, making a song about an acai bowl. Yeah, yeah, no, anyway. I've got big, big, ambitious projects. He does. That need to be uh, worked on this year. 2022 yeah. is huge in uh, music and uh, visual art. I feel art like I should have gone first with my highlight of the week because I feel like yours is a much bigger deal than mine. No, yours is cute too. I mean, I haven't even touched on Metaverse, but we're going to keep this for later. But mine has nothing to do with the Metaverse. Yeah, <laughs> that was my highlight of the week too. This whole process that I'm doing is also to unfold uh, within the Metaverse as well. Mm, I have mixed emotions about the Metaverse, but... For a different time and a different place. I'm a geek, so I, I love anything that's like virtual world. It's, of course. No, I know. It's part of you. Yeah. Well, for my highlight of the week, I purchased one of those coconut bowls. Like, coconut <laughs> Where is it? I thought you were going to bring I it. I forgot to bring it. Oh, but no. this is like, honestly, it's low-key a very big deal for me because you know those like, it's a coconut. Like, it's a coconut bowl, yeah. but I'm so big into, like, oatmeals and acai bowls. And I have this dream of one day, like, making a really aesthetically pleasing cookbook. Mm -hmm. And I plan to start taking photos for that with the coconut bowl. So, like, it has a bigger purpose rather than just me buying a coconut bowl. It's going to be, like, for a cookbook in the future. So that was my highlight of the week. Oh, hinting a cookbook. Just hint, hint, like maybe in the future, yes. Not right now, this is like really big future project, but uh, point being, every single breakfast I've had this week has been a highlight of the week. My wife, of this coconut bowl. I, I look at your stories and every time you do a story of your food, it's always so colorful, always so healthy. But like, that's the point of it. Like with me, I will eat anything if it looks beautiful. Yeah. So like that's been my way to motivate myself to eat really really good whole foods lately. It's like oh if it looks like oh, so perfect and so beautiful in this bowl, it tastes like a hundred times know, better. Of course, so, hands if you up. guys want to eat healthy, make it look pretty. Hands up, anybody that will buy Hannah's cookbook. Yes. yes. Is that a foot? <laughs> yeah, I'm barefoot. You barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well, anyway, that was our. That's your artsy side there. <laughs> Um, our first segment, our highlight of the week, and I think with that being said, we can now dive in to how we stopped procrastinating. That's just huge, this? honestly. Now we can finally get into the more... Um, the bulk of the video. Bulk, the, the meat, topic, the, the topic, topic of this podcast episode. Okay, so I wanted to start off this video with an analogy that I heard a couple of days ago in a TED Talk that I watched, which I'm going to link down below. It's official book club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Should yeah. I keep it there? Yeah, like set it up so they can like see Oh, like, like here? Yeah. I feel like it creates too much reflection. Fine, fine. But it's true book club if you do that. 
Okay, fine. You really want me to do it. <laughs> no, actually, let's do it when we talk about the book. You can leave it down okay. for a second. Okay, decision made. Anyway, so this analogy, I'm going to explain this to you like you've never heard it before, okay? Mm -hmm. Pretend I... We should have a shelf. Sorry, that's my ADHD. We should have a shelf here. major ADHD if you haven't caught it. We should have a shelf and like, you know, put it here. We should, can we like hang it maybe yeah. somewhere? What about... Can I scoot this table over? <laughs> How about right here? Okay, okay. That's not too much yeah, no, that's right? Good, that's good, that's good. There, atomic habits, everybody. Okay, analogy time. Let's do this again. Atomic. Pretend... I tell you right now, I'm going to offer you $86,400 just to offer it to you. You'd, pre, you'd be like pretty happy, right? Yeah. Extremely happy. Yeah. Sure. Now say I told you that you had to spend the entire $86,400 by midnight tonight. You'd try to spend it all before midnight, right? So you wouldn't wait because it would be gone yeah, by the sure. end. Like once it hits midnight, that... $86,400, they are gone forever. What would you buy with $86,000 in a day? Coconut bowls. <laughs> just kidding, no. Um, just a lot of things that were hopefully very productive for my life. Yeah. But now, let's flip that. You have 86,400 seconds in each day. So this is basically an analogy about procrastination. Once it hits midnight, those 86,400 seconds are gone oh. forever. You're never going to get them back. And most of us don't spend the majority of those seconds. They're either spent on social media, they're spent procrastinating, they're spent in cognitive dissonance trying to make up your mind about a decision rather than actually acting on it. So for me, that was just such a powerful analogy. If you look at your life in that way, it's like you get, oh my God, because time is more valuable than money at the end of the day. Time it's is money. Incredibly, time is money. Why would you not spend it? Why would you procrastinate on it? Why would you spend the majority of your time on social media? So for me, I love these really like in your face analogies that wake you up and it's like oh my god the time it's basic we know that you know the time that you don't spend is gone forever but when you look at it in the sense of like i could spend it on something more valuable to further myself why would you not spend it at the end of the day so that's just a beautiful analogy for me that i wanted to start off this video on. it's not as beautiful as you today madame it's not as beautiful as you and this little mocha sweater over there i like this one yeah, like this. comment good. down below if Medi looks good in the color mocha brown so yeah. beautiful today flower Thank like you. nectar that's the look i was yeah i was achieving the goal of looking like nectar today <laughs> nectar that's a very powerful way to start this I know. topic i, love I just it. loved it it popped up randomly in a ted talk the other day and I was sitting there like watching it all gullible. It's like, yes, $86,000. Like, what's this like point going to be? Um, and that's the seconds you get every day. So we're all human. I procrastinate a lot more than I'm proud to share. We all do it. But little things like this help to wake me up and make me realize that I shouldn't be spending no, it that sure. way. You know, the average time spent by a teenager on social media is four hours and a half or something like that a day. That's almost double than what we spent in our time. That's terrifying. Yeah, so that's what, uh, 10 years ago, in just the span of 10 years, it doubled the average time of uh, teenagers on social media. I wasn't, I was a teenager like three years ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> 10 years ago, <laughs> not that old. <laughs> me what, I'm 27. 
more than 10, 10 years, years ago. 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm still a teenager at 17. <laughs> the end of a teenager at 17. <laughs> I'm a teenager today. <laughs> I'm a teenager today, to be honest as well. I'm having puberty in my brain. Oh my God. Okay, I have a, an amazing question I want to ask you next. So coming out of this analogy uh you actually came up with this question and i thought it was really interesting it was mm. so obviously the last the big c i'm not gonna name it by name um had a really big impact on everyone and their procrastination levels on the past couple of years in a positive or a negative way okay so this is your question but i'm gonna ask you first what do you feel like that had on you what effect did it have on you over the years in regards to your procrastination or your productivity? Drastic. Yeah? Drastic. Uh, the past few years were probably the like the most lazy years I've had. Interesting. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, lazy what, years that I've what had. Sense well, I'll say the, the, the first year. I'll okay. say from uh, whenever, you know, the when big thing The big thing started. That's when it was like the most lazy. Because you feel like you're, I felt like, okay, we cannot go anywhere. So it's holiday, it's like you're sick from school, you're at home. Yeah, so literally. Take a day off, you know, yeah. for a whole year. Uh, that's what it felt like. So I kind of was lazy, but like I, I don't regret it. You know, I was, I was playing it's a lot of games. It's phases of life. You have to go. It was a good it. phase. I had a lot of fun. I played a lot of games. But <laughs> there's Muddy's tech side coming out. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, with my friend, yeah, we played a lot of games for a whole year. Yeah. Anyways, without that, like. I was procrastinating a lot, that's for you sure. So it. I I, did, I wasn't really necessarily productive, mm -hmm. but it, it put me in such a disappointed valley. Like I was such a here, like okay, do something productive, you know, do something. I wonder if that's a term, the create. disappointed valley. It is. It is from this book. Ah, I forgot. I read this two years, by the way. So. It has nothing to do with what I'm saying, though. Okay. Uh, this is more like. Well, oh, actually, I know the valley. I remember the valley. Yeah, it's more like it's a model that James Clear created about uh, whenever you pick up a habit. Uh, whenever you feel disappointed that you 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 never achieve the habit, you're on the brink of it. You're on you the brink of it. Yeah, you're you don't almost see it. you almost have it, and you're just in this point of like your disappointment. Yeah, and a little bit more, you spend a little bit more days doing that habit, you will break through. You know, so that's where the support value comes from. I think that's from. a big common theme that people need to recognize, though, is that like normally right before you succeed at something. It's like really disappointing because it's like you've been working and working and working yeah, no, for sure. to achieve something. But once at the gym, it takes you a long time to see the results. Exactly, yeah. and you don't see them right away. No, with of most things that you are achieving yeah. um, or setting out to achieve, like you're stuck in that disappointment valley. Yes. For a long time, yeah. to be honest, longer than you would expect. Which is why what he says is, uh, whenever you you have a habit that takes a long time, but most of them are delayed mm -hmm. result. Uh, he says that you need to stack those habits that you are disappointed with good habits uh, with something else that brings you joy brings you satisfaction you know and it cannot be opposite like if you're going to the gym and your desire is to be fit then after you do that gym session in a day and you feel like well I'm never going to achieve the results that I that I want you need to right after that do something that you enjoy and it cannot be oh I'm gonna eat a donut or I'm gonna you know Eat something food. completely contradictory but it needs to, to what be you something were else to do. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna go uh, okay now that I finished my gym session I'm gonna go I don't know for a massage or something you know something like that go get my coffee yeah well, no exactly so it could be something as small as that like make sure that right after that you do something every day 
that enforces makes you, you realize, keep the habit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. After this gym session, I'm going to do this that I like. So, is you're gonna have a, a better chance at completing the completing pattern of, of a good habit. Yeah. And the same thing for bad habits. If you want to destroy a habit, it's the same process. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. talk a lot about habit stacking here. Anyway. Yeah. No. Of course. There's a lot of things that we can talk about. So, point being though, you felt like. COVID and the last couple of years instigated more procrastination within you. 100%. Can I be completely honest? Tell me. <laughs> I know, I, like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, to, like, fluff this book up, but it was not until I read this book that I realized how much I procrastinated. No joke. When did you start reading this again? I started reading this last year. Yeah, exactly. But okay, I, I, I was read, like, this wasn't yesterday. Yeah, well, two years ago, actually, when you first bought it. I went through already like you know, 60 pages and I already learned so much because it teaches you a lot about the habits, it teaches you a lot you about... You get through the first two chapters and your life has already changed. You get through... Book. I'll be completely honest with you. Exactly. You, went through, yeah. you go through the first two chapters, you already learn so much. You change. Yeah. It changes your identity. You can learn so much. I, I encourage everybody out there and I've, I've heard so many people that, that read the book say the same thing. Get the book. But would they say it for a reason? Like it's this a bestseller is, yeah, for a reason. This is and like a Bible. It's because it's actionable. Well, like it's, a it's not. Book. It's a life-changing read, but it's not like a difficult read. When you read this book, you're not confused. You're not like, oh, there's so many concepts it's in so here simple. that I don't. It's like so straight to the point. You want to change your life? Oh, great. Here is an actual tool you can implement today. Like it it's for, and he says that so many times. Like it's a book based on actionable tools yes yeah and it's so interesting that i don't know the last two years had that effect because it honestly had the opposite effect on me i feel like before lockdown and quarantine and all those things i felt like i procrastinated a lot mm -hmm. before that mm. not after like i feel like as soon as covid hit and everything that's when i finally because that's when i read this book to be honest as soon as lockdown hit i was like screw this i feel so lost I feel so lazy. Like I went hard during. You and did. you remember? I you do remember. remember. I don't know what I turned into, yeah. but I turned into you a turned machine. Into a beast. Yeah. You still are a beast. For the first time, though, like before that, I feel like I don't know because I'm someone that like really loves sleep, and I feel like as being an adult after I moved out and I was in control of my sleep schedule, I was very like it was hard for me to get out of bed, and it was hard for me to wake up early because I'm like I don't have to be anywhere i don't have to do the kind of work i did it started later in the evening no, sure. anyway yeah. um so i feel like once lockdown started and like you had to be at home anyway it was like well i gotta be productive now like i need to wake up and the first book i remember that i picked up which like started a chain reaction was actually the seven habits of highly effective people i don't know if i found that book randomly on the shelf one day um in the house? by stephen covey yeah it's not quite as digestible as this one. I feel like it's much more complex and I would like to read it again. But it was that book that woke me up and started me down a path. And then it was right after that that I purchased this one towards the beginning of lockdown. And I was like, no, screw this. I'm waking up at, that's when I started waking up at 5 a.m. Yeah. every day, getting yeah. my stuff done. Um, so when I say that the tools in this book change your life, like they do. And that stuff has stuck with me until today. They have. Yeah. Uh, this book is definitely life-changing. It's 100% life-changing. It gives, it's so crazy because like, I don't know, we'll go in more depth about it in a second here, but like everything in here is so transformational, but it's so easy. That's like the it's thing. So, like it's so ironic. You read it and yes. you're like, oh God damn it. Like 
it's this easy you control everything like, it's that easy yeah it's insane yeah. so we are going to go into some more detail about that because i want to i want to give out some little digestible tools for them yeah. can i just say the up. overview like tell me tell me it's just this book is mainly about four laws of changing your behavior uh, changing your behavior in the form of picking up a habit that is good for you that will bring you success in life mm -hmm. and or break a habit that's bad for you that will bring you destruction in life because our whole lives are determined by our habits what we do on a daily yeah. little increments every single day the one percent whether they're good or bad compound it's like a compound interest and in, in a few years in 20 years 30 years 40 years they will determine what you were, what you will become in 40 years. Those little habits, eating junk food or uh, being productive, little bits of things, little organization and things that you change that you can do to your life, uh, step by step. They might seem tiny in a day, but in 40 years, they compound. They compound. And I love what he says in the book is that forget about setting goals, but instead focus on improving consistently your system. It's about improving your process, not necessarily achieving one significant goal that once you achieve, what is there gonna, what are you gonna do? Another goal? No, it's about the process. Because the system, he says, is what helps you keep playing the game. And the goals are what help you win the game. But if your system is bad, then how are you gonna keep playing the game to win the game? Let's stick on this for a second, actually, before you move on. This Because that was one of my biggest takeaways from this book, and it was transformational for me, was setting the systems yes. instead of goals, because it's such a tiny mental shift. Yeah. But I want to just give some quick examples just for myself, the way that I started implementing this. Um, which I think he might have given that example in the book from his own experience as well. But say, like, just give a scenario. Like, you wake up in the morning when you're the most highly motivated, like, oh, I'm gonna be so productive today. I'm not gonna get on social media. I'm gonna get my work done. I'm gonna work for like four straight hours and be super productive. And then your phone buzzes. And like, maybe it's just a text message. Maybe it's a call from See, you. These are all goals you're setting yourself. Yeah, yeah, my goal is I'm gonna be productive. I answer the phone and then I somehow unavoidably end up on Instagram. Just knowing myself, that's how it always goes for yeah, me. I don't bad. pick up the phone with the intention of getting on there, but once I'm on the phone, I'm closing it. Oh, Instagram's right there, let me check it. I need to check my, and it's like such a train. That's a bad habit. And then you're not productive. So with the systems, yes. which is so beautiful, again, another scenario, I wake up just as motivated, just as much of a plan to be productive, but this time I set a system. I turn my phone off, yeah. I put it in a different, room yes i don't even hear it it's out of my subconscious i get the four hours of work done i get it done because i've set a system up for myself and that's been huge for me because this course. is just one pure example that's the first law yeah. of the four laws which is this book uh, essentially it's four laws yeah. of behavioral change the first one to build a good habit or to destroy a, mm -hmm. a bad habit is to make it obvious a good habit yeah or if it's a bad habit, make it invisible. Exactly. And you make, make the that phone invisible. invisible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you don't know how easy it is to like, that finger knows where to go. Your, gets on its go. your environment is the biggest cue yeah. to your habits. No, they're, exactly. They're so obvious, they're there all the time. Yeah. So your environment, if you're in a bad environment, and he gave an example of, uh, 
of uh, uh, the extreme always because mm -hmm. this is what makes the most sense yeah. is uh, drug abusers you know heroin abusers whenever they're in a bad neighborhood full of drugs mm -hmm. and crime and stress they will uh, pick up drugs and they'll get they'll get addicted once they're uh, put in their rehab an environment where there's no drugs at all they will drop it but once they're put back in the neighborhood they will pick it up again because they're back in that old environment where it's still there where it's, all of these cues are still there right environment plays one of the biggest roles i yeah. think it's a massive role it's the biggest cue that you have that will determine uh, habit forming uh, activity yeah and then keep in mind because one of the things um that took which just goes back to our i feel like our niche topic of social media but it's not just your like for me it's not just my physical environment it's my social environment as well, meaning like over technology. Because mm -hmm. like, okay, say you have this beautiful, peaceful space you've created, but then say everyone you follow on social media mm -hmm. is toxic or negative. Yeah. Or like that's going to pull you back down another path. So when you're in the um, process of like cleansing your physical environment, I think you should be cleansing your like... I want to call no, no, it you're social, right. you're, you're my, digital, digital, digital environment as well. You're 100% right. And you used an example uh, of our environment, mm -hmm. about a physical environment uh, that proved how impactful environments are. <laughs> so impactful it drops the microphone. Wait, wait, wait. Don't speak. I have a woman's touch. I'm good at You do have a woman's touch. Okay. And he brought, remember the example uh, when you read the book uh, about the um, the three daughters and sisters. The chess players. The, chess, the players, chess players, yes, in Bulgaria. Yeah. The father was a big chess player, and uh, he wanted his children to be grandmasters of chess. And he ended up having deal. yes, he and actually he <laughs> he um, how do you say? He's uh, strategically I love like this. He strategically <laughs> lured on a, he didn't you forgot he I strategically forgot lured this, this woman into marrying her and into having these children and making you know and she was convinced. Wait, yeah, did yeah. he love her? It was a mathematician actually. Well, well his love was I think more into having his children being grandmasters okay, I don't remember chess. this part. Yes. I just I thought it was like Which a couple that thing. trained their children no. to be chess players, but he lured a woman? He, yeah, he lured his wife and, and she, she was convinced. I was like, okay, fine, you know what? I'll be your wife for this. And she was in the game with him. Uh, anyways, it's completely off tangent. You didn't hear what uh, I on said. a tangent. You didn't hear what I said. No, what are you saying? <laughs> That's what I'm doing to you? Or that's what like, you're doing to me? That's what I did to Maria. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I needed someone to take my Instagram photos for me, so I lured you over here. Yeah. I'm just joking. Look, the point is that he taught these uh, three daughters yes. every day, homeschooled, which was quite rare. I think it was in Hungary or Bulgaria. Homeschooled. Uh, in either case, these in these countries, chess playing, I think it was in the 80s, okay. was huge it's prestige it was right? a prestigious yeah. uh profession to have and especially for a grandmaster you were regarded with, with prestige mm -hmm. it was encouraged by the culture the environment so the three girls were uh, taught daily how to play chess and they were one of the best chess players in the world and which of whom i think the the youngest one was the best of all okay yeah, yeah, they got better as they got younger. Right? Yes, and so. the point that James Clear was making in the book about this is that the uh, culture as well plays a huge part along with the environment that you're in. And w why I'm bringing this is because here he talked about 
physical. This mm -hmm. is all things that you see physically. It's a physical environment that you have, your family, your friends, your tribe, your society that you see physically. Yeah. But today, we don't, we don't just have the physical environment you with us. We have the digital environment. Well, yeah. Right? So we, we are also influenced not just by what we have physically, but also what we have digitally. Yeah. You know, it's also an environment. Which is why I've tried to cleanse mine so, so much. Yeah, you yeah. also got to cleanse that environment because yeah. you will be influenced by that too. You know, it's not right in front of you physically, but it's there. Exactly. You know, no, I've tried to follow because I feel like that's actually the tricky one. Like, I feel like once you're aware of it, rearranging and kind of cleansing out your physical environment yeah. is pretty straightforward. Like, if you're going to know if you have a toxic person in your life um, and you're going to know to distance yourself from them. But on the digital space, it's so easy to like disassociate what's going on and kind of get lost mm -hmm. if you're not very, very careful. So I think if anything, it's the digital space that you need to be more careful on. Yeah, of course. You yeah. know why? Because why? we all as humans, I'm all saying what, I'm paraphrasing basically yes. what, what in some way, and to some extent, what, what James say. Clear uh, says in the book. But we are all, what do you think I'm going to say? Attracted to the bad and the horrible and the negative. No, and the what? Instinctual. No, no, no. That's I think not what he mentions that in the book. No, though. but that's not what I say. What I want to say is For we survival. are all we are all encouraged to take the path of least effort. Mm. Okay, mm -hmm. least effort. And the thing is, because of the the digital, if I'm going to say it correctly, the digital <laughs> environment digital. requires such a least amount of effort. Yeah that we find ourselves so much into it. No, of course, yeah, yeah, it's easy. It's very, very easy. So, no, but I, um, I don't know, that was really a big kind of moment for me reading about that because I didn't realize prior to this how important your environment was and what a key role it played Huge. in your, not just your habit forming, but sticking to your habits as well. Because say for me, at the beginning, when I started this, I was the only one waking up at 5 a.m which in return meant I had to be in bed around 8.30 if I wanted to get my full eight hours of sleep. So I remember being in an environment of like night owls. It was torture for me at first. I was like, oh, it's 8.30, I can't go to bed. It was miserable. It was torture for me. It's like, like the like sun had just gone down. Like you were like maybe having dinner at this point. And I was like, no, yes. I'm going to bed. I fought for it though, because I knew the, uh, like I knew how much environment could play and I was like, I'm not going to mm. let it get in the way of the habit that I'm trying to form right now. Which is why it's so impressive that you, you, you went through I'm it. I'm really, like, I'm very impressed that I did it yeah. because it was not easy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what motivated me back then mm. when I didn't have to be anywhere at 5 a.m. Most people but wouldn't be able to. point being, that difficult habit of doing that at night, it was so rewarding when I got up at 5 a.m. Because the alarm would go off. No, I'm perfect. Okay. Um, it's very powerful to me. Uh, but when the alarm would go off, I was rested. I was ready to wake up and then it was worth it. That was my reward at 5 a.m. It's like, oh, I went to bed on time. I'm well rested. I can get up now. But point being, it was really difficult because the environment was not in alignment with that. The alignment was stay up late, you know, be chill, be relaxed, not this rigorous, go to bed at 8.30. Um, so I do want to put out there as well that if you are really highly motivated and you're someone that might be stuck in an environment that's not in alignment with you, because maybe a lot of people watching this are still living at home. Maybe a lot of people watching this are in a work environment that might be toxic. It's really big just to become aware of it. Not yes. necessarily change it right away. It all begins because by being aware. If you can become aware of it 
if you have the mental willpower, which we all hold, it's really difficult. But there are exercises it. you can do to be more aware exactly. that he brings. Like, yeah. But once you become aware, have a score sheet. If you're still in that environment, at least you can make a choice. At least you can. Oh, I'm not going to interact with that toxic person, even though they're with me right now. And you can even point and call. Maybe in this case, it will be a little bit weird. But he mentions like you're it, being toxic. <laughs> I'm not going to be with this guy because he's being toxic. Point and call, yeah. and it will, it, the more no, yeah, I you remember say that he spoke yeah. about uh, the importance of verbalizing it because it becomes more real. In this and case, it's a little bit actually, weird, but it's, it's a more little like, bit I'm not going to eat this junk food because it's bad for me. The more yeah. you do it, it's for people that have a really hard time in being aware and paying attention exactly. to their bad habits. It brings it, it does, it's something chemically in the brain, yes. I believe, that it like attaches the, oh god, there was another one, actually. There's so many, this book is full of candy. No, there's, there's, there's one, it's called, I forgot the name of it, but it's something mixed with aerobics, and it's talking about the action of, uh, Doing something mixed with your, oh my God, this is frustrating me that I don't remember, but there's, you know, when you brush your teeth with your left hand, like doing something, oh, 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 like the... it's exercising your mind okay, yes, and yes, your yes. body at the same time to yes. do something. There's a word for it, something aerobics. Oh, no, I, God, I don't know, but it's like after this strengthening your brain. You're trying to say you're mental exercise. Mental aerobics, I think, something so like, like that. So like you could go this way with one hand and go the other so way with your hand. So say, yeah, you're right-handed, but you brush your teeth with your left hand. It's some type of like mental aerobics. I see. Yeah, I think. No, but like if we were able to say all of the biggest points that could change your life from I this know. book, it would take us probably like hours. Yeah. Because <laughs> everything, every word in this book is gold. Yeah, but I think a big one is just become a really aware, hyper aware of your environment because you, if you're unaware, you don't know how many people or things might be sitting there causing you to like, because look, at the end of the day, we all start off probably with pretty similar levels of motivation, but it's our systems that we set in place and it's the environment that we set ourselves up in that determines whether or not you're successful or not. It's, it's not, yes. it's really not your motivation that determines yes. your success. It's your environment, it's your systems. And then a really big one I want to touch on is your identity. Oh, I was about to say. You can go, I know you got a lot of things you want to say about that, so you can start. Well, no, please, you, you mentioned it first. So no, well, ahead. I just, this is the, I saved the best for last because it's the biggest one for me. Identity, it's the idea of instead of, attach, or instead of attaching yourself to something you want to achieve, like, oh, I want to achieve this goal. Yes, this is huge. It's no, I want to attach myself to an identity rather. To so, who I want to, to be. To who I want to be rather yes. than what I want to achieve. So this That's was huge. mind blowing for There's me. There's like a diagram. There's like the outer circle is the, the outcome. So yes. outcome based. It's what you want to achieve. Yes. There's the middle circle, which is the uh, process. The it's process. what you do. And there's the Systems. inner circle, which is the heart of it. Yeah. It's the identity-based habits. Yeah, guys, so if you want to get out of procrastination and you want to be a productive individual, identity yeah. needs to become your best friend. Yes. And I... <laughs> we both want to say something. I know. <laughs> My ADHD squirrel music. Keep it, keep it. Don't lose the thought though. Don't no, lose I will the not. thought. You I just really want to say this. Good but this is what was so transform or transformational for me because great, all those other points were really helpful. But this is where I started introducing journaling, present tense journaling, yeah. because wrapping yourself up in, or in a new identity, it takes verbalizing it yes. as well. So, okay. Pretend I want to not procrastinate anymore and pretend I want to be productive. It's also very important that when you're doing this, you attach yourself to the positive identity and not 
write out like the negative aspects. So say instead of saying, I don't want to, or I'm not, or I don't want to be a procrastinator, you would write the opposite. You would write, I am productive. Yes. You wouldn't write the negative yes. of it. Yes. Um, so when I started journaling, I would write down every morning. I know I could go on about journaling for five years, but I wake up at 5 a.m. I am a person that wakes up at 5 a.m. It's not something I want to do. It's something that I already am. It's something that is identified with me. I am a productive person. I am a confident person. And I started writing that down every single day. And then as he says in the book, each time you do a habit, or each time you do a thing, it's a vote for the person that you want yes. to become. So not only am I verbally identifying it with it now, but every day that I continue to do it, I'm backing that identity up with all of these little votes. And it's like proof that, oh my God, Hannah, you are someone that wakes up at 5 a.m. You are someone that's really, really productive. So journaling was kind of the way, because you can verbally say it. That's another way to do it yeah. as well, just to kind of verbally say it. But I am someone that really likes to write it down as well and see it visually. And that was huge for me, writing. I had the same 10 things that I wrote down for probably six months every single day. And you day. broke through them. And I broke through them. You big time. are those. I, I am them now. Yeah. yeah. You attach yourself with the identity that you want to become. No, it's huge. Um, it, it, this is why, like, I didn't, never knew this before I read the book and I reading this I book. Did. It's so simple. Like, it's simple language. It's not difficult words. No, yeah, exactly. It's you know? so digestible. It, literally, like, it's a, it's a blueprint to becoming who you wish to become. The healthiest and happiest version of yourself. Good habits make time your ally. Bad habits make time your enemy. They because do. time magnifies the result that you get from those tiny habits, those 1% changes that you do every single day. James Clear has this two minute rule. Mm -hmm. Did you, do you remember uh, reading about this? I think this? I remember, yeah. It's like once you decide to do something, start within those two start minutes. Start doing it just for two minutes. Yeah. You know, it could be a whole month. You go to the gym, just literally you do it for two minutes. But at or, least or you're five. doing it, but you're at starting least, the habit. Yes, yeah. you are starting those sparks, those pathways in your brain that will make you over time. Like, okay, you know what? Today's the day I need to start this and you will, you know, so just do it for two, five minutes and that's how you start yeah. and you pick up a good habit that's hard for you to pick up. I think that's one of the most special things about this book as well is you don't realize how much of a difference tiny little actions make. And there's something really special he said in the book as well, talking about kind of at the beginning of your day, like what your first few choices can really set you down either a very positive path or a very negative path mm -hmm. because habits and actions, they're like a domino effect. Starting your day with a really positive habit will domino effect and it'll lead you down a really positive, productive path. But a negative habit on the flip side could lead you down a very procrastinated based day and you might not get a lot done. So that's why after this book, it really caused me to research the importance of being aware, not just being aware, but like the importance of morning routines as well. Yes. And like how you fill up the first couple on your morning, elevate your life from the 5am club that I'm reading right now. Yeah. But seriously, like the importance of starting your day with really productive, mm -hmm. beneficial, uplifting, powerful, elevating happy habits because the first hour of your day determines and it dominoes into either a really productive day or a really negative one. And in 40 years, 
either a really productive life exactly. or a destroyed life. Remember what I used to tell you? Because there was a period of time when I was waking up at 5 a.m. and then you started it as well a couple of times and we go to the pool. And yeah, morning. yeah, jump in the cold water. Yeah, yes. we jump in the cold water and I remember being there and I would tell you like, own your morning, own your day, conquer your week. Or no, it was conquer. Conquer your morning, conquer your day, conquer your week, conquer your life. Like you just, you start with these tiny, tiny atomic habits, like he said, yeah, microscopic, it's tiny microscopic. little pieces, but they add up to a body. Like atoms Atoms add up to the earth. Like they add up to every everything. tangible thing. Yes. That's how habits are yes. as well. So if you want to get out of procrastination, don't look at the bigger picture, like look at the details. The process. What are the small system. things you're doing that are catching you up or tripping you, yes. you know? Like are you setting up horrible systems for yourself? Is your phone always on? Yes. Is it always there? Are you always watching Netflix? Preach I it. I always watch Netflix, but like... <laughs> Preach it, girl. Watch, no, watch but again, if you're binge watching Netflix and you realize and you're aware that that's a bad habit and you want to do something more productive exactly. and it's not, you got to ask yourself this question. Yeah. Is this habit bringing me closer to who I want to be? Again, going back to your identity. Yes, yeah. it always you always have to uh, connect it to yeah. your identity, who you wish to become. If it's no, then you gotta do certain things, but it all starts with being aware first. It starts and with By awareness. asking yourself this question a lot, it's like an exercise that you do on the daily, especially if you're people that have a hard time paying attention, because that's mm -hmm. what habits are. Ha yeah. Habits are behaviors that we uh, we have on a daily that, you're not that have become automatic, yeah. that we're not paying attention. Which is beneficial to you at the end of the day. Like they're there for a reason. They're, they're there for a reason, thing. yes. But you need to become aware of which ones are good for you. But that's the thing. If they're good habits, they're, that's amazing. But yeah. if they're bad habits, it's destructive. Exactly. And that's why James Clear brings up a lot of tools and exercises literally for you, especially for people that have a hard time at paying attention. And then, yeah. you know, it's too late. And then, well, it's never too late. But then you kind of, time passes. Because time, like he says, magnifies the results of these habits, whether good or bad over time. It's a compound interest. It is. Of tiny little habits. So, and this uh, goes all the way back to the analogy that I talked about, like why would you not be aware and like put your time somewhere beneficial, Yes. you know, like, and then becoming aware of it, like, don't get me wrong. Like we don't, I'm not reading at all hours of the day, journaling, working out, being productive 24 seven. Like sometimes it is the right choice to watch Netflix. Sometimes it is the right choice to like do something more relaxed, but like, at least I'm aware that it's the right choice in that moment and it is getting me closer to who I want to be because I also don't want to burn out. Like it's the right choice in the moment to relax and turn off. It's the right choice in the moment to maybe eat a donut. Well, you know what I mean? As soon as you've asked yourself that question, you're already in the right place. And your answer is yes, even if I still do that, I'm still it still goes through the identity that I want to be. Yeah. Then it's fine. Exactly. But if the answer is no, then there's things that you need to do for. And he brings out a lot of tools. Again, like there's habit stacking that you can do. Let's talk about habit, habit stacking. stacking. Okay, for habit a stacking Actually, is huge. Okay, um, you can explain it, but then I'll give an example of. What no, but it's, it's also about like, if there is a, a habit or something that you really need to do, like become fitter. Yeah. And there is a habit that you already do, right? Which is maybe uh, you want to, well, actually Netflix, you said Netflix. And yeah, yeah, give, he, he yeah, brings this example. example. And this is again an extreme, because when you bring extreme examples, extreme. it's much easier for us to remember, to, uh, <laughs> yeah, to understand, and then we can go into the more moderate ones ourselves and to interpret it in a much more moderate mm -hmm. way. But the extreme example that he used is this, um, I think it was a mathematician, that he binge watched Netflix, yeah. 
And so a habit he already had. He already had. Yeah. And he wanted to be more fit. And he realized that whenever he had the cue of being in the house and there was a TV there and he would just binge watch Netflix, he would never get fit. No. You know? Or maybe he would do it for three, four, five days, but then he would drop it. Forget the habit. So what he did is he connected the habit of wanting to be, you know, fit exercise with the habit that he already did Netflix. Okay, well, um, I'm going to binge watch Netflix, but maybe at the same time, I'm also going to get exercise. How did he do that? He I think literally he connected his bike or something. <laughs> he got a, he got a stationary bike. He, he coded a, a code that would pause the show whenever he wouldn't cycle at a certain speed. How he did this, I don't know. <laughs> Besides the point. So he had to cycle to be able to continue watching uh, the Netflix show. But again, this is just an example yeah. of an extreme. But use that same concept to everything that you can do. So I will give my example because yeah. my example is a little bit more accessible if you don't know how to code and connect your bike to Netflix. <laughs> but for me, working out was already a habit I had yeah. established, but yeah. I really wanted to start the habit of meditation. So I stacked that habit onto exercising. So I told myself every day after I complete my workout, I'm going to meditate for like five minutes directly afterwards. Like yes. as soon as I finish exercising, meditate. That's a and good I habit and a good that. habit. Yeah. yeah, a good on a good. No, that's good. Uh, but it was one that I already had established with one that I had not. Yeah. And now I do that every day. Every time I exercise, I meditate afterwards. And I told you this yesterday, the days that I don't exercise, I normally forget to meditate because I have literally attached the habit of meditation with completing my workout. Like they are yeah. one now. I've yeah. stacked them on top of one another. Yeah. They're combined. So I have to like really remind myself on the days that I don't work out oh, remember to meditate today because I'm so used to stacking it on top of exercising. No, oh, for sure. Um, I just want to backtrack because okay. uh, obviously if Netflix binge watching is a habit that you want to destroy, then the best thing is to make it invisible and to hide your yeah. your TV, you know, like in your Put closet in box, or something. Lock you know? it away, be Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> or if you're video playing video games a lot, hide your console after you play yeah. uh, in your closet or something. Make it invisible. But what I was trying to say here is, uh, you know, stacking a good habit with a, a, a habit that you already have, mm -hmm. it was uh, following the law of behavior change of making it attractive. If yes, you want to pick yes, up yes, exactly. a, a habit and you want to uh, learn it mm -hmm. as quick as possible, if you have a hard time, then make it attractive. And how do you make it attractive? You combine it with a, a habit that you enjoy. Exactly. And yeah. that's what my example was uh, makes sense. Yeah. Well, his example. Even though I love meditation now, I did not love it that much at the beginning. I've always loved exercising. I'm one of those people that like, and you are as well, I believe, that I like truly enjoy exercising. It brings me a lot of happiness. So I wanted to stack that with exercising and it did exactly that. It worked like magic. I really enjoy meditation now because I stacked it with something that was attractive to me, that I already love. So I know that those two go hand in hand now. Yes. Yeah. Well, those are the best choices to pick meditation and journaling yeah. when it comes to feeling calm and feeling confident a lot of people you know that have bad habits like smoking for mm -hmm. example or uh, drinking alcohol when it becomes destructive mm -hmm. essentially and he speaks about it in his book essentially we all want to fulfill a certain desire that is part of our survival mm -hmm. instincts that has been there for tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of years we have a brain that has been developing uh, for hundreds of thousands of years from the time of Homo sapiens sapiens, which is our ancestors. Yes. Today, we have a brain that is maybe like modern society has been there for maybe 
200, 300 years. You still have that old brain. <laughs> which is nothing no. compared to hundreds of thousands of years of evolution. Yeah. So we still have it. We still share the same brain as our caveman ancestors. Because oh, it I will take us another hundreds of thousands of years to ev to evolve our brain into into uh, 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 being connected to long term needs, long term delayed need. gratification yeah. from from certain uh, habits and activities. Back then it was just short term. But anyways, I'm going on a tangent here. That's what I'm saying. This book has so many things. It's so easy to go on tangents. It's when we easy talk about to go on tangents. It's just so. So essentially, what I'm trying to say is that we all have these survival, you know, natural instincts that mm -hmm. we want to fulfill in terms of desire. And the big one that you mentioned, because you said meditation, journaling, yeah. which brings you comfort and safety and confidence. Uh, this is one of the main desires that we want fundamentally as a human is to feel safe and calm and composed. So you can either do these best approach or alternatives, which mm -hmm. is to like go for a run, meditate, which is to meditate, cook. to journal, cook, um, which will give you that result. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people fall into these bad habits that will also give them those results, like smoking. But in the short term. In the short yeah. term. And in the long term, it will give them the opposite effect because then they will worry More about stress. their health if they smoke. Oh, yeah. well, in this moment, I'm stressed. I'm going to go for a smoke because it makes me feel good and stress-free so what i'm trying to say is fundamentally we all like he says in the book not me but like there's all these desire mm -hmm. and there's i think he boiled them down to like four or five main ones that we want and mm -hmm. life that we desire in life and we can have multiple approaches and multiple habits that can fulfill all of them mm -hmm. but there's always one or two best approaches and, and, and healthy approaches to them and we should probably become aware yes and choose the exactly ones. so you could smoke to feel good yeah. right now but instead you could also meditate yeah. to feel calm for two minutes for five or five minutes yeah you know we talked I mean? about this we talked about this, i yes. also i have bad coping mechanisms for stress i've chosen to choose yeah. exercise and meditation now yeah. but i used to stress eat yeah and there's like no stress eating was big for me there's no rebound to out. meditation there's no like lung Negative cancer effects. and this no. is the thing like, you know you're gonna get like uh, bad diseases in the future when you smoke but you still do it now because you want to feel good now because mm -hmm. you're so stressed but then eventually you will, you know, increase your chances of, of bad stuff happening. Exactly. Whereas meditating, you know, running, it exercising, only leads there's to no good. rebounds. It yeah. only leads to good. I think at the end of the day, I try to actively choose habits and actions now that like fuel me up to do more good, if mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Like mm -hmm. occasionally, yes, I'll watch Netflix. Occasionally, yes, I'll eat something bad. But like for 99% of the time, I like to choose things that like create this circle of like, longevity, productiveness, happiness, uh, healthiness mm. that like circle around, I'm gonna call it the circle of life. Yeah, but, like yeah. habits that keep me going into more, a good habit loop, I yeah. guess, yeah. The path of least effort. Mm -hmm. uh, we all did this from the beginning of time and that's what uh, differentiated slow civilization uh, growth to the fast civilization growth. This is why uh, Europe, uh, Asia, and the Middle East grew as a civilization much faster uh, than the America. The horizontal and the vertical. The horizontal yeah, okay. and, the, and the vertical. And that's because they pursued the path of least effort mm -hmm. because it was also the environment that we were in. They were all the same. Why? This is why. Because America and North America, uh, why did they have a much more difficult path and 
that uh, required much more effort for them is because what begins civilization, what builds civilizations, what uh, what uh, you know is strong armies. What builds strong armies back then was food. food. What builds food is really good and efficient agricultural systems. Coconut bowls. Coconut bowls, and it was much harder for them in America since it was a, a more vertical continent, mm -hmm. and since you have the northern and the southern hemisphere, you've got a lot of changes in climates. Yes. So whenever the uh, the farmers and the merchants would travel around this, it was much harder for them to grow, for example, the same crop, mm -hmm. you know, or even just to travel from one place to another consistently. It, it required much more effort. So it varied in temperature, it varied in climate, Every, it varied yeah, it was everything. Snowy one day and then the next day you go there yeah. and it's like uh, completely different. The crops, not, not to mention the crops, there is much more... Uh, uh, scarcity of crops yeah. in, in different areas. Whereas when you go more horizontal, there is no major differences in uh, in climate. So yeah. you were much more able to grow similar crops in the whole region. And on top of that, you were able to consistently on a daily be able to with least effort to transport those crops from Easily. one place to another. The Silk Road is a massive example of that that was from China all the way to France and Italy, you know what I mean? And because of that, that's why all of these huge civilizations and empires were able to uh, grow at a huge rate. And be, it's kind of boiling back down to it as they were able to follow the path of least it was easier effort. For them. It's the smart yeah. strategy. Um, now, why was I like? Why was I bringing this back to the discussion again? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> this is why this. I have so a point on things. that, though. Speaking about oh. the path of least resistance, but you go. Yes. <laughs> what is it we do? What is it we do just with our with our wedding? <laughs> when I want to say I love you, but not out loud, I go like that. <laughs> no, is um what makes it much harder for us? It, it, it makes us confused the the path of least effort, because in today's environment, especially the digital environment, mm -hmm. it's much more accessible to us to fall into these. Uh, habits you that require these, these, everything on the digital world is effort. programmed to be the least amount of effort. We are actually, it's, yeah. it's funny that you say that, we are actually programmed to uh, follow the, the, the least amount of effort. Which, let me pin something on top of that though. If you are able to become aware and form these better habits after a certain amount of time, these new good habits will be the past of least effort yes. because they will be automatic. Yeah. So like, don't feel like you're in this hole of like, oh, I'm always going to fall into the bad habits because they're the path of least effort and least resistant. No, if you do a little bit of the hard work and make these good habits of meditation and exercise and eating and cooking for yourself and all these other things, they will become the habits of least resistance because they're automatic now. Once a habit is formed, that habit is the least effort thing. Yeah. So the good things will become easier over time. Yes. Yeah. Look, there's so many more things that I want to say, but I, I don't want to mix. I feel like whenever I speak about one thing, I can speak about something else and I can speak about something else. And then I, I get out of the point then that I start about, with. What's that? I, how much did you watch The Office? Did you watch The Office? As I watched the I whole did? office. Yeah, yeah? Twice. Do you remember that quote Michael Scott said? He's like, sometimes I just start speaking and I hope I reach my destination. Like just, you just keep going, keep going, and someday you'll reach a point. So yeah. that's us with that book, because it's just so good. Ah, oh, that's crazy, this then book, let's, guys. Let's take it this way, then. Let's... Can I say one more thing, though? Can I tell you I just want to speak. And then see if you... I know. <laughs> Let me speak. I just want to speak. Let me talk. I just want to speak. Let me teach the people. No, I'm going to suppress you, and I'm not going to allow you to go. 
bringing back our ancestors. Many loves the history I'm finding out. Okay, go. I love it. I just I wish I could have digested all of this information overnight much better than I did. You digested it perfectly. You're a crammer. That's you. It's all cramming. But look. <laughs> We're very open and honest on this podcast. <laughs> look. Our brains, like, it, it, look, guys, it's to make you understand that we have a very old prehistoric brain that has brain been evolved for things that we are not used to in society today. Okay. For example, we have a desire part of our brain, the part of our brain that was called the hippopotamus. Hippocampus. The hip hippopotamus. Part of the, the hippo. Lobe. Which is, I think it's involved in all of the logic parts of your... It stores memories, I believe. Memories, oh, yes. okay. And uh, it's plastic. The, our desire... Very easily our, injured. What's the relation of it being plastic to what I'm saying? I just want to look like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> our will to desire. The desire effect that we have in life is much more prominent than our satisfaction of doing that certain activity and for example you desire going on holiday much more than actually being on holiday I love being a planner that's, that's huge guys so you desire wanting to drink coffee much more than actually drinking coffee and this exact again taking extreme examples Not no me. this is true this is Not true me, man. you desire me. you desire um, whenever someone speaks about drugs, you know, and the example that he used was cocaine, is whenever someone that was an addict that, you know, sees the cocaine, the, his level of activity in the brain is much higher than after he has taken it. Yeah, because it's done. It's the over. desire is much bigger than the, the, uh, the result. And it's literally our brain are built that way. It's, he said, I, I do not want to you know, say something that's wrong, but he goes into scientific detail about how our, our biologically our brain is built. The part of our brain that desires is literally much bigger than the part that is satisfied. I feel like personally you can train yourself to be more present and more aware and kind of fight against that though. You can always. Yeah, because I feel like now with... Uh, no, becoming you, more aware. You can you, you yeah. use an example. It's, it's, say with like my breakfast, like when I make my breakfast, yes, I desire it heavily. But it's all your habits but that, then I that like, help doing that. I really enjoy it while I'm eating it as 100%. Well. And he used an example. You can obviously strengthen that muscle, that brain, much more with, with good habits. Good habits. And he mentioned, uh, actually, I think he mentioned a, a mathematician that was doing you know complex mathematical equations and formulas on a daily mm -hmm. basis his uh that part of the brain was much bigger but after when he was done it was it deflated yeah so you, can, exactly. you can literally strengthen that that part of the brain of course you can i'd be strengthening it every day with my coffee and my breakfast okay well i think this is a beautiful point to bring in our last candy for our community out there and this is I would like each of us to share our top tool that we use and we implement to fight procrastination 
for ourselves. So this doesn't necessarily need to be something from the book. It could be anything. But okay. what is your one thing, or I can go first if you want me to, that you use to fight procrastination? You can, for sure. Mine is very obvious, and I think everyone out there already knows what mine is going to be. But 100%, without a doubt, my biggest tool that I use to fight procrastination is journaling. Because look, the biggest form of procrastination that I feel I fall into, and I'm sure a lot of overthinkers out there will join me on this one, I procrastinate when I need to make a decision. So like say when I need to decide what I want to make for breakfast, maybe I'll get on Pinterest. Maybe I'll be on Pinterest for an hour. That's very unnecessary. Or to say I need to decide what workout I want to do. I'll get on Instagram, but for like an hour, deciding what type of workout I want to do. So I find myself, the biggest way that I procrastinate is like that cognitive dissonance when I'm like between a decision and journaling for me negates that because in the morning when I sit down and I write everything out, I'm very assertive with myself. I'm very straightforward. I'm very point blank. I'm like, this is what I want to achieve. This is who I am. This is my identity. Awesome. What are the steps I can do today? to get me closer to being that person. And it really has helped me to eliminate that space of just procrastination by decision-making, because mm -hmm. that's the biggest one that I fall into. So for those of you that know me, I do have a free journaling guide that I'm gonna put down in the description below because it has helped me. It's been transformational in my life. It has. Emotionally, but really big in regards to procrastination as well because it's just made me aware. And like we've said, the biggest thing with fighting procrastination and building new habits is becoming aware of them in yeah. the first place. And that's so, where it begins. Yeah. A plus to journaling for me because that's been my biggest tool. Definitely. What about you, fam? Me, fam, me. It's the book, isn't it? That's <laughs> it's, it. It's the book, that, That's it. It's not we've from the book. It's been watching a little bit too much Top, top Boy. Top Boy, man. I'm so sad. I no know. spoilers. No spoilers. Shh, don't but speak. it's so sad. I'm don't crying. Speak. I cry. <laughs> Bless. Bless up in it. Bless up in it. Anyways, it is, the, it is the book. Honestly, this is, I'm not joking. This is like a religious, it could act like a religious book. Like this is, it could guide you through how to become your dream self. Yeah. No, all I will say, if there's anyone out there feeling stuck or maybe a bit confused or like, you know, you're procrastinating, but you have not a faintest of idea of how to pull yourself out of it, this book is the place to start because great, it's a transformational read, but like we said before, it is incredibly digestible. You can get through it's it very so quickly if simple. you want to read through it quickly. You would be surprised how simple it yeah. was. It's so simple to become who you dream to become. It's all in the book. Yeah, he gives you, like there's such basic tools that you can use in your day-to-day -day life and I kid you not, the first day you start using them, you're gonna notice a difference. Day yeah. one, day yeah. one you start using them. It looks so. so good too, in gold, gold. <laughs> gold. So good, gold. man. This guy is like, I honestly, I don't wanna downplay all the other books that we're gonna talk about in future book clubs. But it's a big one for but me. But this it's is, I think this will always be my favorite and my most life-changing book in my life. Let's call it ground zero, ground zero for book club. But like not, not just, it's not just a, a how-to guide to be, who you dream to achieve. It's Wait, also pretty entertain entertaining. It is it's, pretty it, entertaining. He's pretty funny too, the guy. You know, these yeah. little things. 
Uh, no, I definitely connected to him as an author. Like it was a really good, enjoyable read. So and so many references, so many uh, connections to you know real scientific life scientific studies, studies yeah. examples, and a lot of other people's work too that uh, bring a lot more credibility to the book. You know, it's not just one guy. It's, this is a whole bunch of renowned scientists and authors and philosophers and psychologists all in one book. So it's. No, it's amazing. So point being, if you want to stop procrastinating and if you want to build better habits, four rules. Atomic habits is the place to start. Yeah. So we've linked it down on the description below. This was an incredibly fun podcast. Yeah. I really enjoyed speaking just, about this. I, I, want, I do want to emphasize, guys, this book is literally about just four rules that you can follow in your life to being who you want to be. Just four, guys. Four. That's it. You know, uh, the first one, make it obvious, your yes. habit, or if you want to remove it, make it uh, invisible. invisible. You know, it's make it attractive. And if you want to remove it, make it unattractive. There, make it satisfying, which mm -hmm. is the cardinal uh, of, which is the fourth rule. Which now, is if you a, want it to be sustainable, it needs to be enjoyable. You need, it, yeah, it needs to be satisfying. And you, uh, the opposite, if you want to remove it, you got to mm -hmm. make it repulsive. Yes. You know, no, it's huge. I forgot the third one. <laughs> <laughs> this is what cram and be doing to you, man. <laughs> so point being, check out this book if you haven't already read it. I'm sure a lot of you have. It's been on the market for a while, but it is a transformational read. We enjoyed it. I will find it. Search, search. While you were searching, uh, we have made it to our- Make it easy, make it make easy. Make it easy. The third rule is make it easy, guys. It okay, easy so for example, if you want- a human. If you want to go, we are but a man. We are but a man. If, we, if you want to uh, pick a good habit, for example, gym is a huge one uh, for people that want to be fit and you find yourself going to work and then, you know, you're going out of your way to go to the gym, you're not really making it easy for yourself. It's difficult. Whereas if the gym was on the way to work, it's easy. Oh, I might as well go to the gym because it's on the way to work. You know, so make it easy is a very... Uh, it's a huge one. It's a huge one too. It's, it's the third one. law of behavioral change. Anyways, I think we can close now. I think we can close now. I think <laughs> I, medley. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm never, I'll never stop. I just called you medley. So medley. Medellin. Medellin. I'll brush up on my Spanish before I Gracias a todos para escuchar... Uh, no, we're not no, done. We're not nos done. Program, uh, we're not done. So we have a couple more things to offer you before we end. Like I said, this book will be in the description below as well as my free journaling guide if you want to pick up that habit with me to become more aware. But uh, we have our question of the week from our community. So oh, the Ooh, question from the community. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we got a really cute one this week. It's very lighthearted, very simple, easy answer. If you could live anywhere, where would you live? If you watched the previous episode, you will know. You have to tell them too. <laughs> honestly, if, if I were uh, to pick a place to live, honestly, it would be here. But maybe yeah. three places at once. California, no. here, Fine. Austin. Fine, cheat, cheat a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say, yeah, I would say in terms of like, like, like we talked about environment, environment's a really key factor in identifying and becoming the new identity you want to be. I would say California. Yeah, I really want to experiment. Honestly, listen, I want to experiment with New York as well. You're my environment. So if you were not here, I would pick California too. Because oh. I knew that you would be there and I would want to I be, would be there. in the environment I there. that I love. Or I might be in New York. You never know. I'm going back and forth these days. No, but you're right. Honestly, it's so true that I said it like in a joking manner, but you yeah. honestly are, you're such a huge part of my environment. You know? You're my 
environment. I say Bahrain right now to live in, but honestly, if, if you weren't here, it would probably be a different answer completely. Maybe that's why I say it as well. Hmm, what am I realizing here? What are we saying? You are my environment. Oh. So I guess everywhere is happy. But I'm not are. in California. You said California. But I, never mind. I still want to go to California. We'll talk about this afterwards. Okay. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching. We also wanted to mention, if you are listening to this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we would really love if you left us a review. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it really means the world to us. It helps the podcast. It helps put it out there for more eyes and for helping us spread the word of all these topics that we are speaking about. So we want to reach and hopefully inspire as many people as possible. So if you have a second, make sure to leave us a review. And that's that, Prov. That's the podcast. That's it, That's it? the podcast of the day, of the week. So, by all means, we'll see you guys in the next episode Ching, next week, baby. With Take your it easy. Big coffee. Peace. Peace out. We love you guys. Well, my prop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>